Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to The Driven Entrepreneur. It's Matt Brawning, of course. And, you know, we've been on a little bit of a break. So if you've been sticking with me for the last several years, uh, or if you're hearing this again uh, in your car on the dials, if you're up on one of the on-demand platforms, we took a little bit of a break over the summer. I hope you had a good time as well um, getting open and, you know, being able to relax a little bit wherever you are in the world. I'm excited about this new platform, this new uh, structure for the show. We are are going to you. We're answering your questions. And we still have some great interviews with amazing driven entrepreneurs getting their origin story and the life and business lessons along the way. But we're going to be peppering in those shows once a month or so. And I really, really am excited for feedback from from everyone who listens talking about, hey, we, we want a little more interaction with you, man. Is there a way that we can get some questions answered? So the first thing we're doing is you, of course, I'm answering your questions right here on the show. And today's question comes from Dan Wynn. He's a good friend, a client, a student, uh, and also my corporate lawyer. So he is he runs a small law practice, very successful in Southern California in Orange County. He's a family man with a couple of kids, an amazing wife. And Dan Wynn writes this, how do you know, Matt, when you're three feet from gold or when to pivot? That's a really good question. The idea is, you know, sometimes are you banging your head against the wrong wall and you should stop and change your approach and go do something different? Like, is the lack of success at something potentially a sign that you should be changing things? Or, you know, how, you know, Napoleon Hill wrote about three feet from gold, where the metaphor was um, all a lot of miners came during the old mining times to California, you know, the gold rush. And the people who got wealthiest during the gold rush were not the miners. It was the equipment salespeople. Because what they would do is people would come in, they'd spend their life fortune to get to California to buy the equipment. And then they would mine and mine and mine and they'd pay for the mining permits. They'd mine and mine and mine. And when they finally got tired and they ran out of money and they ran out of money for food and they just, they were done. They'd finally take what meager equipment they had and they go back and sell it for pennies on the dollar to the equipment brokers and they'd try to get home and get a train ticket or whatever to get back home. There was at least a story, I don't know, I think it's been a little exaggerated over the years, but there was definitely a story or so of people coming in to the mine that had been abandoned by the last workers, and they, of course, uh, bought the same equipment that was on pennies on the dollar. Now they probably paid 80 cents on the dollar for it. They took the equipment, they went back with the permit to the mine, and within three feet, they struck gold. That's the story from Napoleon Hill's book. And I think it's a really, really powerful metaphor to understand, are you just around the corner from that next success? Or should you take this as feedback to give up? So what I want to answer uh, for Dan is I want to give you a little formula to think about this. And this is how I look at all the projects within my different businesses I've had over the last 20 plus years. And the way I coach business owners, small business owners uh, on what to do to look and gauge their results. Now, before I answer that, I want to tell you that you can ask a question too. This is really fun. If you want to get featured on the show, and in the show notes, if you look on demand at Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your on-demand podcasts and shows, this radio show, of course, goes there. 
And in the show notes, we're going to put uh, all Dan's info and we'll put your info. We're going to put your name and your business and your business website. So if you want to get plugged on the show, we're going to ask your question, plug your business. I think it's a fun win-win. Just head over to mattbrowningpodcast.com and right at the top, it'll say, ask your question on the show. There's a brief form to fill out. You can ask your question and give us all your contact info. And we will go ahead and, well, we're going to pick and choose and get some of the top people on there. And every week, we're going to have uh, one of your questions answered. So again, it's mattbrawningpodcast.com. All right, let's answer the question. So here's the formula I use, Dan. It's vision leads to actions. Actions lead to feedback. Feedback leads to adjustment. Adjustment, recalibrating vision. Let me break it down again. Vision to action. Actions to feedback. Feedback to adjustments and adjustments to vision. So let's first talk about the different stages. So any, whether it's your entire company or whether it's a small individual project or an idea you had, maybe you want to build an online course or you want to write a book or um, you're going to add a new service to what you currently do. Well, the first thing is to get clear on the vision. What is it? What's the, but vision is not just, you know, what, oh, it's a book, right? That's great. But what is it really? Is it a new lead generation tool? Is it a family project because it's a desire in your heart, right? That's a very different vision vision than if you want to build a new lead generation tool. And the way you thought you do that is through a book, as an example. So get clear on the vision. What is the purpose of it? What's the big why for this? And shockingly, because we're dealing in business, it doesn't have to be deeply emotional. You know, I'm not, every why in your business doesn't have to be, you know, because God destined me to do so because he put this purpose deep in my heart to change the life. I love it, but it doesn't have to be that if that makes sense, right? Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's just my vision is I want a new lead generation tool and be getting 100 new leads at least in a month or added to my database. And the vision is I'll use a book to do that and I, I can give my book for free or at a discount and I'll get people to come into this funnel or into my business and then I can begin to connect with them and so forth and so on. You wanna launch a podcast. Okay, what's the vision for it, right? Why is it? Is it about the caliber of guests you're gonna get on? Is it about building a fresh audience of new people who haven't met you? Um, I'm working as a consultant right now with an amazing nonprofit ministry, and, and we're building a podcast. And the vision for their podcast, as we got into it, was not to generate fresh new people. It actually is a vision of being a resource for all of the existing donor base and the supporters and all of the people that are already connected with them. They want to build this as an amazing resource to share more success stories and to engage the current people. So if, if that makes sense to you, the idea is if you're clear on the vision, then you know what actions to take and you know what direction to go. If it's a lead generation tool, you know that maybe you're going to do a short book. Not You're not going to do a 400-page book. You might do a 40- or 80-page book as an example. Um, you know that you need to have maybe online uh, access to it. You might need to build a whole funnel or a series of you know landing pages that, that offer the book for free or plus shipping. You know, you're figuring out what actions to take based on what the vision is, is the point. Now, when you're clear on the vision and then you get clear on the actions, this is where the three feet from gold problem comes in. The actions are just like the old story of the miners, right? You're mining away and that's the actions. You're chipping away one at a time. You're sending that email. You're making that call. You're building that website. You're writing that book page. Those are all strikes with your pickaxe. How do you know if it's working? Well, what you don't want to do 
is guess. Bad idea. You also don't want to just look at how you feel. I say this a lot in our home, especially too. You know, my wife and I talk about we share feelings together. And one of the phrases we use a lot is all the feelings are valid, but they're not always true. And I'll say that again. All your feelings are valid, but they're not always true. Isn't that true? Is, is that fair? Right? That not every feeling is actually true to what reality is. It might just be how you feel about it. You know, you, you might feel like, you know, there's sometimes I feel like, man, I'm a failure. I screwed up too bad. I can't come back from this. The reality is I didn't. And I know I'm still a good person and I know I can still be successful, but I feel like a failure. Logically, I know I'm not, but I need to validate the feeling and then move on past it. And I can't let that feeling dictate whether I throw the ax down or not, right? So when you're striking and looking for gold and you're following those clear actions from your clear vision, you can't look at how sore your muscles are. Oh, I'm getting tired. I've been at this for a while and I haven't gotten the result yet. It's not about how tired you are or exhausted because man, sometimes it's just a season of being exhausted and you keep going and you finally get to their side. So you can't look at your exhaustion levels and you can't look at how you feel. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you're confused. Maybe it's tiring. Maybe, you know, whatever it is. You can't look at how you feel. Do you feel like giving up? That doesn't mean you should, but it also doesn't mean you should. What we want to do instead is go to our third phase. Third phase is feedback. Now, feedback is genuinely not positive or negative in nature. Feedback is simply consequence or result of action. So you take your action and maybe you've been mining for a month at a certain project and you're going to stop and take stock of it. Let's look at feedback. Okay, so far I've built this and they didn't come, right? Or, you know, how many people have visited this new site? Um, how far along have I gotten on this book? I'm doing Facebook ads, right? I hired a company and we're paying, a, you know, a, um, a retainer plus ad spend. And that's actually a really common one I hear of a lot, right? Someone hired a social media company and they're paying all this money. And the question is, when do you cut bait or do you keep going because you're three feet from gold? Look at your feedback and say, maybe you've been there three months or however long it is. What have we gotten so far? Now, it doesn't mean you, you, you don't have to only look at, you know, the money. Maybe you haven't gotten, you know, the new sales you thought you'd get. But are you getting some traction? Are you getting clicks? Are you getting visits? Are you getting views? All of that is feedback, right? So maybe, it, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm doing this action for three months and maybe we're getting a lot of views on the video, but we're not getting a lot of clicks. Or maybe we're getting a lot of clicks, but not a lot of conversion. So if you start looking um, at the feedback itself, you'll know, hey, one part's working well. Maybe A is doing well, B is okay, but C doesn't seem to be working out. So what do you want to do at that point? Well, phase four is to adjust. And that's when you need to adjust the actions. Okay, that means that, again, I'm just talking about, a, let's say you have a simple three-step prospecting or sales uh, funnel, and maybe they watch a video, and then they click on to take an action, and they buy an online course or something. Well, if the first two are going pretty well with your campaign, but the third one, no one's really buying, then you start adjusting. And that's where you, you know, you can start testing and measuring and play with different ways. So, you know, again, maybe is it the price? Is it the package? Did I include too many things? Let's try to simplify it. Did I include too few things? Let's try to add more bonuses. Is the price too high? Maybe I should try dropping it. Maybe the price is too low and it's like too, you know, it's too good to believe. So you should bump the price up a little bit. This is where you get to play with your actions and start changing things around and testing and measuring. The last thing I'll say about that is if you get to the place where you go, you know, this is a new area for me. I thought I would jump into it and I've done this, done that. And you're, you're basically executing your action plan and you're doing it to the best of your ability. And all along the way, nothing, it's just not work. What I would do at that point is if there's nothing you can see to adjust, 
then you need to either get some help outside yourself. Maybe it's time to hire a business coach, find a consult, you know, and it's not all, I mean, life coaches are great, but it's not all just life coaches who are trying to pump you up and motivate you. You know, sometimes you need to go to an industry insider or an expert. If you're trying to get yourself out in media, maybe it's time to consult with a PR agency or, or a publicity specialist. If you're trying to get into the book world and you know, you're not quite getting traction, maybe it's time to start making a whole fresh campaign to try to land a literary agent. Or maybe it's time to consult with some hybrid publishers and you know get some time with different people and say, hey, here's my idea. What do you think about this? Can you add anything to this? Maybe it's time to hire someone to help you do it. You know, I know a lot of small business owners like myself, we start to feel like you got to do it all, right? And if you think you have to do it all, you wouldn't be alone. You know, that's that's how we start a business, most of us, right? It's with one person. But maybe you're at the place where you can't do as good of a job as you need to do on this one thing because that's not your specialty. So I can have a great idea for a book, but I'm not going to publish the book, right? I can have a fabulous idea for a website, but I'm probably going to have a designer create. So, you know, you start looking at, can I, can I bring someone else in? Is that necessary? And at the end of the day, how do you know if it's finally time to cut bait? How do you know it's time to turn in the pickaxe? If you got a clear vision for what you want to do and why you want to do it, if you've got clear actions, there's an actionable plan for how you can get there from here. You follow those actions. You look at your feedback and you see that things aren't working. And if you cannot find something to adjust or to hire expertise or to get coaching or consulting help with it, at that point you go, okay, is there anything else I can do to make this work? And if there's not, maybe it's time to turn in the pickaxe. And look, it doesn't mean that someone else won't pick it up metaphorically and strike gold within three feet. That might happen, but hey, maybe it was their project to figure out. Maybe this other person on the other side of the world is gonna figure it out and you don't need to do everything. You know, one of the things I've learned in business in the last few years especially, it's been very helpful, is this understanding that I don't have to say yes to every great idea that comes across my brain. And I'm not bragging when I say I get great ideas. I know you get great ideas too. But one of my problems as an entrepreneur is having great idea syndrome, right? Where it's like, oh, I sit down and I take some time and I'm praying or I'm just thinking or I'm going for a walk. And it's like, oh, I could do that. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Let's, yeah, I could do this too. And I've had to learn to say no to what is a great idea. And the truth is someone else could probably get that same idea downloaded in some other way. And they're like, you know what? And if they say yes to it, it might work fabulously. But it doesn't mean I have to do every great idea that comes my way. So Dan, Dan Wynn, attorney at law at DXWynn, that's N-G-U-Y-E-N, Dan Wynn, Dan, sorry, <laughs> DXWynn.com. Um, check him out, especially for franchise law and for contract law. He does a lot of franchise and contract work. But Dan, the answer is, is it time to pivot? Well, you'll know. If there's nothing left to adjust and all you have is frustration and wasted resources, move on. Let's get the next one. Thanks for your question, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks to you to listening to The Driven Entrepreneur. You rock. I'm really, really excited. Um, hope this new format will be fun for you. I'm going to shoot to get you know these episodes out uh, a little bit shorter than usual and answering your questions. So again, if you have a question for the show and you want to get featured on the show, just like we featured Dan, we're going to feature you, your business name, your business website, all that stuff in the show notes. All you got to do is ask a question. You just got to go to mattbrowningpodcast.com. That's M-A-T-T. B-R-A-U-N-I-N-G, Braun, like Braun, right? B-R-A-U-N-I-N-G, mattbrawningpodcast.com. Ask your question for The Driven Entrepreneur, and I'll see you next week with another Q&A session with a business owner just like you. Bye-bye.